0: Hey, I'm Zara J, relationship coach, author, and creator of the Passion Attraction Prototypes. And on this podcast, I teach high achieving women like you how to break relationship patterns and create a match game plan so you can quickly identify and attract a compatible partner for commitment in less time using my six step formula, the Captivating Courtship Code. Every week, I bring you lessons, reflections and love changing tips that have been proven to help my clients meet their partners and transform their love lives quickly you're getting the inside scoop from my years of owning a matchmaking service and as an expert relationship coach that will take you from a wounded princess to a captivating queen of courtship. So if you're ready to ditch trying to get him to commit, which are just anxiety creating relationship tactics, and instead learn authentic yet intentional proven relationship attraction techniques so you can finally have the partnership you desire, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Courtship Code Podcast. Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Courtship Code Podcast. So happy to be with you for another week as we are bearing through the new year. Yes, I said bearing through because my new year has already been off to a very interesting start, but I feel like it's turning around and we're going getting on the upside of it and as you know, I've been talking about some changes that I've been making as far as like my 90-day inner work transformation, getting on the ball. And the thing is, it's not just about the new year. I actually started these changes prior to the new year coming off of social media, getting more focused on uh, just what my captivating life needs to look like for this next chapter of my life, pouring more into myself, you know, health goals, beauty goals, fitness goals um business goals financial goals I've been doing so much work on myself for the past few weeks and I'm not always consistent of course you know some days I'm craving tasty cake candy cakes and that's my favorite tasty cake and some days I just want to eat those and coffee and call it a day and then other days like today I'm on point as far as um you know you guys have probably heard me mention talking about like I've been really into mushroom coffee lately It's taken a lot to find the right non-dairy creamer. Still haven't found it. If you know any good non-dairy creamers, please send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email. Even though I'm not on social media as much right now, LinkedIn as well. Even though I'm not on social media as much right now, I do pop in and out to check my DMs. So if you know any good non-dairy creamers, I have tried Silk. I have tried nut pods i have tried oh and it must be clean let me just say this it must be clean I, I i don't like creamers with all the different stuff in it i actually had to stop using wawa creamer i would always buy wawa creamer because it gives it that authentic wawa taste even if you make it at home wawa creamer starbucks cream is filled with so much stuff and so much sugar can't use it but i have been using elmhurst which is really clean and it's good but it tastes more like milk it tastes like a walnut maple walnut milk even though it says maple walnut creamer so that hasn't really worked out too well so what i've been doing is taking a splash of uh, the organic all-natural creamer from sprouts and just like two tablespoons of that and then mixing that with the elmhurst even though i don't want the dairy and i don't want the sugar but at least it is clean and a little bit of the splash of the creamer so it has a little bit of thickness to it and then the maple walnut elmhurst which is really clean ingredients um and i pour about half a cup of that warm it up in the microwave first and then i add it to my coffee and that actually has been really good so that's what i've been doing right now just mixing a little bit of dairy creamer with more non-dairy creamer but I just can't find a good non-dairy creamer because none of them have enough fat in it. They don't have the thickness, and I've tried adding milk. I mean, I've tried adding butter, I've tried adding MCT oil, coconut oil. It's just, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. So right now, this is my solution: a little bit of dairy creamer and a whole lot of non-dairy creamer. But that's what I've been working on, amongst other things. And, you know, just eating healthier, being more mindful of what I eat, how often I eat. I was telling a client the other day on a private coaching call with her about my new routine, which has really been working, which has been the beginning half of my day only consuming my coffee uh, for the start of my... Actually, I wake up and I have my water with apple cider vinegar that works, and then after that i'll have some coffee one or two cups of coffee and then i don't eat lunch until after 12 1 o'clock and then i'll have lunch and then i'll have an early dinner around four or five o'clock and then that pretty much wraps it up and the reason why i had to shift that around and it's not about intermittent fasting because i still have my creamer and everything prior to lunch so it's not so much about if but i have been trying to decrease the focus that food takes up in my life. I love food, I love food, I love eating, I like cooking, I like eating a variety of things and cooking a variety of things. I think when you're a picky eater, it's so much easier to eat healthier or to not care so much about food because you don't eat a lot of things. But with someone like me, I eat just about everything. There's probably only a handful of things that I don't eat. And so because of that, I love cooking. I get up and I'm thinking about what am I going to eat for breakfast? What am I going to have for lunch? What's for dinner? Like Food takes up a lot of mental space in my life and it has for many, many years. And it's not that I'm always making the worst food choices, but it just takes up a lot of unnecessary mental space. And breakfast was always something that I had to have. I looked forward to breakfast. I looked forward to a big meal for breakfast. So me now pushing that back until later in the day and just focusing on coffee for breakfast, which is still pretty filling, but two cups of coffee for breakfast. And at least it's the mushroom coffee. I know the caffeine, but at least it's the mushroom coffee. So it's a little bit better. It's cleaner ingredients. And then having lunch in the afternoon and then a dinner that has helped me a lot. And dinner, I try to keep it light. I try to have the biggest smell of my days in the afternoon. And then dinner is really light. It could be more like charcuterie style, which could be fruits and cheeses and nuts, or sometimes cheese, cause I'm actually cutting back on the cheese. So I've been doing like fruits, nuts, maybe hummus. Um, I may do something for protein, like either a protein shake or shrimp or salmon or something very light. Um, but it's more like a snack plate. It could be smoked salmon. It could be, uh, I've been buying like the trays of shrimp cocktail just to have in the fridge. You know, we usually only buy that for parties, right? But I've been buying that just to have in the house, just in the fridge. So it's so easy for me to just grab some shrimp cocktail, throw it on a plate, some fruit, some nuts, some cucumbers, some hummus or some type of, like something very light, fill up on that, some tea, maybe a light protein shake or something, maybe a side of soup, just something very light for dinner, but still enough to hold me over. And then lunch is usually where I'll have more of my carbs, a salad, a bigger piece of protein, just more to fill me up, to stretch me out through the day. So that has been working for me overall for the last couple of weeks. Of course, here and there, I had a little cheesesteak or... (laughs) Some ramen, we making fresh ramen, or like we went to a really cool ramen restaurant in downtown Philadelphia, which was really nice. It was like neon, 90s, it was like 90s and millennials music. It's called um, Chica, if you're in the city, if you're in a town, it was a cool ramen space. Wasn't the best ramen I've ever had, to be honest with you, but it was still a cool experience. We had fun, we had a great time, it's definitely a great date night spot, so add that to your list whenever you are in the Philadelphia area. But that has been me, what I've been working on. And I have definitely been feeling the changes internally when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing the energy that I have, the intention I have, the mental clarity that has been working for me, but it's not always easy creating new habits and changing old routines and patterns. And one of the things that we're gonna talk about today and habits that you may wanna change, a behavior, a pattern that you may have when it comes to your relationships, it comes to your love life, that you may want to shift. And this is a very, very touchy subject. So I, I am mindful of that. So I want you to receive this with an open ear and an open heart. When we're talking about changing the pattern of leaning on your girlfriends or even some of your family members for support in your love life, now I want to put this out there first. Before I say this, I want to say that when I am sharing this with you and what I'm going to talk about today, I've talked about it in previous podcasts, I've talked about it on social media posts, and I have talked about it in our Captivating Course Code community. However, I don't think I've ever put this disclaimer out there that I want to put out there about this particular topic, which is my telling you to pull back some on relying on your girlfriends or your family members or your loved ones for advice when it comes from your love life is purely coming from a well-intended place. I wanna be very clear about that. And it's not coming from a place of trying to sell you something, trying to tell you that my advice is better or that coaching is better or any of that. If you decide to believe that for yourself, wonderful. If you decide to join coaching, wonderful. If you decide to join the CCC community, wonderful bonus 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 to you if you're already in coaching and you decide to be more present in coaching and to utilize the tools in coaching and in the ccc community bonus 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 great for you that is not the intention of this advice the reason why i am sharing this with you and, and i wanted to be clear to you to let you know that this is purely coming from a a, a very clean and pure place. Because it's so easy for people to say, oh yeah, of course you're telling me that because you want us to come to you or you want us to lean on you or you want us to join your community. No, you don't have to do anything. You can stay where you're at, do whatever makes you happy and if you believe it's working for you. Yet, what I will say is that I have seen How this very thing sabotages relationships um is that and when i'm talking about relationships i'm talking about the romantic relationships and it's coming from well-intended advice and well-intended people so being able to use discernment not from a place of ego but having discernment because you have tools and resources and people around you to actually guide and support you in a positive way is so 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 important and if right now, if your social circle consists of all single women or single women who are not doing the work as far as the internal work to improve their love lives, they're in, they may be, maybe they're in therapy, but therapy and coaching or maybe taking courses or maybe actively like, you know, if your girlfriends are actively trying to be better at relationships or choosing partners or they're actively doing the internal work to be better within themselves. Not just time passing by, not just them talking about, you know, what they would like to do differently or how they want to work on themselves or, you know, they're very much in their head about who they are, but like you know that this person is actively doing the work to be better. If they don't fit that category or if all your girlfriends are single, you all are in the same space, you're not meeting the men that you like, you're not happy with your love lives, you um, all are single, been long-term single, nothing has really changed or you guys are all going through very similar experiences, that circle is not going to have the best influence on your love life even if they're well-intended so this is really really important now it's not saying because they're single it's a problem cuz you can t- you can take advice from those who are single and those who do not have partners or they're not in relationships or they're not married and they can have amazing advice for you depending on where they are in their journey depending on where they are in their love life and the work that they've done and the lessons that they've learned and the growth that they had and you can tell If their advice is coming through a lens of trying to make you better and if they're able to give you a perspective outside of men are wrong, men are bad, relations don't work, there's no one available, um, you're so great, you're so perfect, you should have been had someone because they may not know all the details of how you actually Fully show up, they may not be able to see the other side, and they just simply don't have the experience. So it's not that they're ill intended, it's not that they don't want to support you, or they're not doing the best that they can with the information tools that they have, but they don't have the experience either from their own happy, healthy relationship that they're in, that they have worked through, that they have gone through the ups and downs, that they understand what it actually takes to build a relationship, or they don't have the experience because they're not a professional and they they aren't on that path, right? So you wanna be mindful of that. I have seen over my years, and I've been in this industry for almost 10 years, I have seen over the years where well-intended friends and family have s- sabotaged potential relationships, engagements, and relationships that should have gone further than what they did. And these were well-intended people. These were people that loved these clients and they wanted to see them married and they wanted to see them happy and they wanted to support them. But due to their own emotional attachment to the outcome of those relationships or their emotional attachment to the client or to the person who is coming to them seeking advice and seeking support, the lens that they are coming through is from a lens of protection even more and even greater than it is a lens of love. Because a lens of love is not always going to agree with you. A lens of love is not always going to, I mean, sometimes it will challenge you. A lens of love is not going to be coming from a place of fear or control or pressure or trying to push you to get a particular outcome, unless it's an outcome that you overall are looking to achieve, which would be commitment or the relationship, right? So advice from a loved one may push you in a way that may challenge the partner or challenge the man or combat the man or uh, become too aggressive in a situation. They may actually backfire and cause problems, even though the intention and the advice is very, very Uh, well-intended, right? So I've seen examples specifically of engagements that have gone left, engagements that have could have been saved. I have seen relationships that were moving towards commitment that should have actually turned into commitment, but the advice and who they chose to lean on when they were in their emotions, when they were frustrated, when they were scared, when they were hurt, when they were feeling indecisive or insecure about what, they, what to do, the people that they leaned on for advice gave them faulty advice that caused them to be reactive in those moments. And when you're dealing with someone who's already emotionally reactive, already anxious, already you know upset or tends to have a tendency to be impulsive in decisions, that indecision that's then... Uh, Catapulted into having to make a quick or snap decision without having a well-rounded idea of what steps to make or a different perspective or being able to slow down in that decision-making process is not always going to create the best results. So I want to encourage you to really evaluate your circle and think about who is in my corner that I can honestly lean on. That either is in a healthy relationship that can give me some guidance and give me practical advice and they have a healthy outlook and relationship with relationships. Or if they're single, do they have a healthy, positive, forward mindset of personal growth? Are they able to actually me by my coattail and say, I don't think that's the best approach. Or, I don't think that's the best thing to say, or here's how you should look at this, or have you considered this? Are they actually able to support you on a deeper level? And if the answer is no, we'll talk more about that later in this episode, but you want to take a step back and evaluate your social circle and who you are going to. And in this episode, we're going to talk about marriage mentors, which is something that we talk about in the CCC community and how you can use them to improve your love life. So the first story that I want to tell you about is a story of a client when I was doing matchmaking. No, I do not do matchmaking. Please do not reach out to me asking about matchmaking. Nothing in the CCC community has to do with matchmaking. Even though we do have a module that teaches you matchmaking techniques so you can be your own matchmaker, Please, please, please do not ask me about matchmaking. I, I have nothing to do with it. I've been away from that world for years. I can't help you, okay? But when I was doing matchmaking, there was one couple, and you may have heard me reference this this experience in the past, on the past episodes, but there was one couple who they were getting along. I matched them. They just so happened to be in the same small town in New York And, um, the woman had been single for about 11 years and she came to me, we worked together, introduced her to a gentleman and they hit it off right away. They lived in the same town. They both wanted the same things. And so they decided to continue getting to know each other. And eventually they decided to start moving towards marriage. Now, once the conversation came to marriage, of course, they had to talk about, Rings and dowries and things of that sort. And the woman asked for jewelry. She asked for some jewelry. She asked for some gold jewelry. And the man delivered on what she asked for. And so she he gave her exactly what she asked for. And she went back to her friends, told her friends what it was, showed it to her friends. And her friends said, he's being cheap. He can afford more. He comes from a family that has, you know, money and he's basically, um, getting over on what he should be giving you when it comes to, uh, your gift or to jewelry and to what he can provide for you when it comes to getting married. So. She instantly ran with that because, of course, naturally, when you hear something like that, you're starting to get emotional. You're starting to create all these stories in your head about being taken advantage of, about he doesn't value you, about, you know, he's trying to uh, get over just, you know, all the stories that women tell themselves, right? We've all been there. And she goes to him upset and tells him that she needs more and that that's not enough. So automatically he's feeling challenged, he's feeling disrespected, he's feeling insulted and he decided first he's came to the conclusion that someone must be in her ear telling her that it's not enough. He knew that right away when he came to me and told me that he called off the engagement because he said when I gave I gave her exactly what she asked for and when I gave it to her she was happy. And then she comes back with a different story, and says that it's not enough, and that she needs more, and she felt like I was trying to, to basically be cheap or to get over on her, and he felt so hurt, and felt so disrespected, and so he decided that he didn't want a woman that was ungrateful, he didn't want a woman that was disrespectful, and most importantly, he didn't want a woman that was that influenced by her friends, so he called off the engagement, she was hurt she was broken she was distraught she couldn't believe that he decided to call off the engagement and to change his mind now was that an extreme reaction on his part maybe maybe not i've heard men call off engagements for less i've heard stories definitely of men calling off engagements because they felt as though the woman wanted too extravagant of a wedding or she was more concerned with the wedding, even more than she was concerned with the actual marriage or that the woman complained about the engagement ring or complained about the rings that he gave her and he felt insulted and disrespected. I've heard men call off weddings for that or engagements for that. And I've also heard men and know of stories of men calling off engagements due to women uh, allowing the influence of friends or family to get in between them, and especially when the man is well-intended. It comes off as if you don't trust him, and no man wants to be married to a woman that doesn't trust him and doesn't respect him, right? So I intervened in that. I called both of them. I arranged for them to talk. They both agreed to talk. They were able to talk it through. They were able to salvage the relationship, and they did move on and eventually get married. However, this is an example of How your friends, well intended, they could sabotage your relationship. I also recall another situation in coaching some years ago where there was a client in CCC who I truly believed that the gentleman wanted to marry her and that he wanted to move the relationship forward. However, he needed more time than she was willing to give him. Now it was a very sensitive situation because they've had several on and off moments. And if you are in a situation where you've had some on and off moments with a gentleman that you are interested in, that you've been dating or courting for some time, maybe he's circled back one or two times, there's already gonna be a level of distrust and frustration and fear that he's gonna waste your time or that he's not serious about commitment. So this is a very fragile situation. And this is also why seeking coaching from a professional who has been there, who has seen it, who has a broader lens on what some of the challenges can be, can really, really make a difference. But it's not always easy when you already have committed to a story in your mind about what the other person's intentions are, what's going to work and what's not going to work. And so with this gentleman, I truly do believe that when he came back into the picture this time, he was serious. He made a proposal, but he was still dragging his feet a little bit when it came to setting a date. And that is where the frustration on her end. And I think there was just simply a lack of communication and understanding for both parties. I don't put that 100% on her because I feel as though he could have done a better job at communicating exactly what his fears or his challenges were that was causing him to slow down and to hesitate, even though he did say some things. But I think that she viewed it from a lens of, of him not being serious and viewing it from a lens of uh, excuses and not truly having compassionate understanding for the other party. And so he needed more time. Unlike her, she was a single woman, never, never married, no children, very different situation. Where for her, it's like, let's just get married. What's the problem? For him, he did have an ex-wife that he had to communicate, have the story with. And of course, you know, it's hard for men, whether you like it or not, if you are going to marry a man or commit to a relationship with a man who has a past, who has a ex-wife, ex baby mama not ex-girlfriend It's just a girlfriend doesn't matter but he has some other deeper connection or tie with this other woman one you have to accept it and get over it and not be insecure about that but then two it is a fragile situation because there are emotions involved there's a child involved and there's a lot of other factors that are affected so for him he had to have the conversation with his ex-wife. He had to have the conversation with his family and with his parents and not just spring a marriage or spring an engagement on them when there were still some parts of the relationship that had to be built. They were also coming from very different backgrounds with how they moved towards marriage. So for her, she had a very conservative religious, which isn't anything negative, but her view of how to go through the process, she had her own view of it. And he had his own experience with how he moved towards marriage and how he needed to have things in place and who needed to feel comfortable. And he had a lot more things, a lot more moving pieces on his end. The reality is, he had a lot more baggage. Okay. That's just me just putting it very, very plainly. He had a lot more baggage than she did. So his baggage was dragging down their ability to cross the commitment bridge. Right. But instead of her being able to slow down her own anxiety and fears and thoughts and understand where he was and come from a place of compassion that could help him to get the confidence to gradually move over the bridge on top of him having to break the news to his daughter and them having to build their own relationship and just a lot of other pieces that if you don't have children or if you've never been in that place or you don't have an ex husband or baby daddy or whatever if you're not on that side you may not fully understand all the moving pieces that go so that the relationship can actually be strong because you want your relationship with him to be grounded in a good foundation and you want it to be healthy and you want it to be peaceful. And so there are certain things that have to be in place and that process can't always be rushed. I understand you want things to happen when you want it on your time and you want it to to happen. You want it to be real. You don't wanna feel like you're being dragged down by someone else's past, but that is the reality. If That is the person that you are committing to And if it's still fairly new or early on in them transitioning away from that relationship, which it was, I think he was divorced for maybe two years, definitely under four, for sure. And so I'm sure it was under three. And so her demands with rushing and how she communicated and her distrust was causing more tension and more friction where eventually he called off the relationship he called off the engagement and in her mind she you know justified it he wasn't serious and prior to him calling off the engagement i tried to instruct her and tell her try not to talk about the relationship try to let it go you don't have what i call enough deposits in the love bank yet to try to make the level of withdrawal of demands or fortitude or combativeness that you are displaying at this time he's going to see it as it's this is going to be more trouble than it's worth you one you're not supporting him you're not working with him and he's looking for a team player he's looking for a woman that understands him and a woman that also cares about his life and what he has going on and not just her getting what she wants this is how the man sees it i'm not saying he's right i'm not saying you aren't entitled to your feelings and what you want i'm saying there's another side to the story and two, men who tend to move like this and tend to be mindful about making sure everyone else is happy around them, they tend to have some people-pleasing tendencies because men can be people-pleasers too. They maybe have a hard time asserting their wants and needs, and they may also have some avoidant patterns when it comes to conflict. So if they're already conflict-adverse and they're already fearful of disappointing others or getting hurt or disappointing themselves... They're going to be slower or more hesitant. Doesn't mean you have to allow them to waste your time or to drag things out. But there is an approach and a finesse and there is a way that you have to work with them and encourage them and support them and be yes little bit more patient, but we want to look at patience from the lens of how can you create more ease and having more conversations and helping this person to feel confident about taking this next step forward. So as a woman and as the emotional leader in the relationship, that is a role that you may have to assume and that's okay. It's perfectly okay. Every guy's not going to show up ready and prepared to run across the commitment bridge. This is why In CC, we do teach you how to cross a commitment bridge and we do break down the three types of guys on the relationship market because you have to understand that they are going to maneuver the commitment bridge very differently. I even just added a new workshop in uh, module six in phase three of the CCC process that breaks down how to walk across the commitment bridge with the cold guy. Who's consistently showing up? Because you have the cold guys who are flaky, who are inconsistent, but then you have the cold guys who they're not fully ready for the relationship, not fully ready for the commitment, but they are slowly trying to warm themselves up to it. And they are consistent and they are kind and they are respectful. How do you deal with courtship and commitment and moving towards that bridge or moving to the other side of that bridge intentionally with them? So we just added a new workshop for that. However, in this case how I, I you know i and i'm not trying to put the blame on her because she may be listening to this episode so i want to be very sensitive about that because it was a very sensitive subject but i do think she could have handled it better i do think she could have received the coaching advice that focused more on her and her emotions and her anxiety and her frustrations taking that and received that advice more then reacting to her emotions and allowing that to sabotage her relationship. And the part that I didn't mention that has to do with this episode is that much of the rushing and the pressure that she was feeling was not solely from herself. It was actually from her family. And the straw that broke the camel's back was her family getting involved and applying pressure to him, asking him when was he going to set a date and why hasn't he done it. And even though those are not bad questions. Those are not negative questions. I'm 100% certain that him as a man, he felt disrespected. He felt challenged. He felt as though these people are too involved in trying to control me. And men who are in their masculine, or they are working to gain their confidence to be more assertive and be more in their masculine, or they are more avoidant when it comes to conflict, they don't want to be controlled. And that is why they will walk away, they will move away from a woman if they feel like she is trying to control them or they don't have control over the relationship or they won't have control because more than likely in the past, they have allowed either an ex or other people control their lives and they're trying to do better at breaking away from that pattern. And the last story that I wanted to share is a story of a client who did get married uh, actually this reflected a few clients that i have worked with over the last few years at ccc who these clients who have gotten married and one of the things that they have communicated to me and that they said and you may even listen to some of their past testimonial episodes but one of the things has been for them to create a healthy distance between themselves and friends who are either negative or or friends that they share a trauma bond with, or friends that are not trying to improve their love lives, and them having to take a step back and realize who they can and they cannot receive advice from, or who they should or should not be spending as much time with if they want to have a ha- happy, healthy relationship and marriage. Whether they uh, had to cause some separation prior to the commitment or once they were married they realized they couldn't spend the same amount of time with some of their old single friends because their mindsets and their perspectives when it came to relationships were skewed and it wasn't going to support where they were trying to go and they're trying to, the type of relationship that they wanted to create. So this has to be a conscious decision. It doesn't mean that you have to completely cut your friends off. You can't talk to them or spend time with them, but you do have to filter what what conversations you have with them about love and relationships are you as you are trying to attract a partner or you are in a relationship you need to realize do you do you need to start distancing yourself do you need to create some new friendships do you need to get around more people who are in relationships and are healthy and learn more about how they make decisions uh the ups and downs that they've had when it comes to relationships so that you have a more practical and realistic approach Um, do you need to have more support? that's actually going to guide you through the process. And of course, I'm always gonna say, join the CCC community so that you have access to other women, to calls, to community, to coaching, that's going to allow you to make different choices and see things from a different lens so that you have the type of support and you have the type of mentors in your life to help to create the relationship that you want. Hey, if you were trying to get in shape or you were trying to Uh, move up in your career or whatever you're trying to accomplish in life, you're going to seek out advice and counsel and guidance and mentorship and community and friends and support and networks in order for you to grow into that version of you. If you are looking to start a business for example you need to get around some business owners you need to get around some people that have been there done that or they are currently doing that because you have to learn to think like one of them if you are looking to eat healthier, right? You're either going to hire a trainer or you're going to get in the gym or you're going to join some fitness classes. Maybe you join some Facebook groups, but you're going to have to start surrounding yourself around healthy eaters. And you can't spend every weekend with friends who are making bad habits and bad choices because they're going to hold you back. Well, this same thing applies to your love life, right? If you are trying to be more religious, if you are trying to be more spiritual, if you are trying to get more in tune with yourself, you're going to have to make some new friends and get in some new spaces and community and start putting yourself in position to win, right? Start putting yourself in position to assimilate into the crowd or to level up into who you want to become, so when it comes to your love life, when it comes to attracting a partner, when it comes to relationships, dating, courtship, commitment, marriage, all of that, who do you need to become and who do you need to surround yourself with and who do you need to get into? What communities do you need to get into? Who do you need to start spending time with so that you become the sum of the people that you spend the most time with so that you can start to transition and accelerate your growth so you can make different decisions so you can break your patterns so that you can become healthier when it comes to relationships because the old relationships and conversations and examples or maybe you don't have any positive examples the same environment that made you sick is not going to be able to create the outcome of your healing or for you to get well or for you to have what you want. It doesn't work like that and I know changes hard. And I know making new friends and expanding your social circle is hard, but you have to choose your heart. It's already hard where you are right now. Who do you need to become and who do you need to have around you? Who's your village? Who's a part of your community? Who are your marriage mentors in order for you to be supported into your growth. You have to choose your heart. And one of the easiest ways, if you are listening to this, is to join the CCC community. We have community membership, we have group coaching, and then there's also one-to-one private coaching. Pick your poison, pick which one is going to work best for you, your budget, your time. You know, you have the DIY solution versus the done with you. And then of course, where you're going to Uh, have that more personalized touch by working with me directly one-on-one, but it doesn't matter. You can go to the links. Actually, there will not be links in the description. You can book a consultation if you wanna learn more about your options for that. You can send a DM on Instagram, or you can just DM me the word more, and I will send you some details about the new services for 2024. Uh, what's going to be work with you. We can just have a brief chat and conversation. It doesn't have to be super heavy. Just make sure that you have the, I, the information that you need in order for you to be supported. But you want to put yourself in position to win. So as I said, three questions to ask yourself before you are seeking advice from your friends, from your fam- family, trying to consider, are, should they be marriage mentors is one, is this person where I want to be? So when you look at them, it doesn't mean you want their same exact relationship, doesn't mean you want their partner, doesn't mean that their life has to be perfect, but are they at least happy and in a healthy relationship and they are healthy and happy with where they are, whether it's the partner or maybe they're happily, I, maybe if you want to attract a partner, you do know, want someone is happily single, but you at least someone who does, you can be, have a healthy single life when it comes to attracting partners. Even if you're in the process, how you handle the type of experiences that you have. There's very different from the woman that's always attracting toxic partners or abuse or dysfunction and she's unhappy and miserable with her relationships or the types of men she's attracts or with dating, do you have that version? And then you have the woman who maybe she hasn't attracted her partner yet, but she attracts great guys and she's treated well and she's respected, right? So either she's that woman or she's already in a healthy, committed relationship or she's married, or maybe she's been married and she just has the experience and can still give you honest feedback from her mistakes and from her lessons that will help to improve you. But is this person where I want to be? You also want to ask yourself, are they working intentionally towards where I want to go? So whether they're single or they're married or they're in a committed partnership, but is this person intentionally working towards where I want to go? Whether it has to do with their healing, their personal growth. Their communication, maybe they're in therapy, maybe they're just learning, maybe they're just really patient and they're just really trying to be better and you see it and you know it. Are they working intentionally towards where I want to go? That is the next question you need to ask yourself if you are considering them to be a marriage mentor. And then the next question is, do they have the experience to help me get what I want? So if you are always having conversations with your single girlfriends who have either always been in unhappy relationships or not treated in a way that you think a man should treat a woman, or if they don't really have any relationship experience or any committed relationship experience, or they don't have the background, they're not currently in a relationship, do they actually have the experience to help you to where you wanna go. Do they have the experience? Do they have the foresight? Do they have the knowledge to be able to give you guidance, right? You wouldn't go to someone, if you're trying to build a, a million dollar bank account, you're, you're gonna to have to follow the advice of people who can have the experience. Either they had a million dollars and they lost it and they wanna figure out, and they're figuring out how to get it back. But the saying is, hey, if, you, if you've figured out how to make a million, you, you know how to get it back even if you lose it, right? Or they're currently really financially stable and in a good space. Like that's who you want to go to, not to the person that's struggling themselves. Yes, you can get bits and pieces of advice, but overall they don't have the experience to be able to guide you in the process, right? So, or maybe if they don't have the credentials, right? Maybe you're going to someone. I know someone who is a financial coach who he is not a millionaire. He's not exactly where he wants to be financially, but he does have the credentials. He does have the education and he does have the tools to be able to support you and help you in it. So, do they have the experience to help me get what I want? You need to ask yourself that. And if the answer is no, then who do you have in your support system? Look around you. Take some inventory. Make a list of people that you know, either close friends, maybe there's some degrees of separation, maybe there's some people that you would like to connect to or that you need to connect to, but you need to start having some girlfriends in your life that are either intentionally on a positive path towards love. They're not always complaining. They're not always miserable. They're not always attracting negative experiences and negative men. Or you need to start spending more time with actual couples and learning through them. That is a game changer in your love life when you can have the conversations with couples and find out what their path to love was actually like, because you may be surprised. Sometimes people have this fairy tale painted in their head of how easy it was for their friends to get married or find their partner, or any of those things. And then when you pull back the layers and you have the real conversations, You may be surprised about what they had to work through or they had to learn or the ups and downs that either they experienced prior to commitment or marriage or they are experiencing now. But you have to have these conversations and learn from other couples and people who, again, they don't have to be perfect, but they're trying. And they're trying in a way that is healthy, that is positive, and that you can learn from them and from their mistakes and from the things that they are learning to improve upon. So don't let your friends or family sabotage your love life with bad advice. I know that that is a very strong statement. I know that it may make you feel uncomfortable. I know you may feel maybe a little judged. Maybe you feel like you're not ready to uh, stop leaning on them as much but you have to make that shift you have to think about who you're becoming and when you're where you're trying to go and you need examples of that because your brain right now we're talking about the psychology your brain needs those positive examples of what's possible for you whether it's from single people or from committed people. Your brain needs to see that one, you can have better experiences, that you can be healthy and healed and whole, and you can move forward in your love life. They need to see what a real relationship looks like. They need, your brain needs positive examples, and you also need people that you can identify with so that you can connect with them on a deeper subconscious level so that you can shift your beliefs around relationships around men, around how you view yourself in relation to relationships, and you have proof that it's possible for you to have a happy, healthy relationship. So in CCC, of course, these people and these networks in these communities are what we call your marriage mentors. And a marriage mentor can be someone who either already has a relationship that you desire or is intentionally working towards having a happy, healthy dating life and relationship. I mean, actually doing the work. Or they have enough relationship experience and a healthy mindset to show you not only what to do, but they can also help you to understand what to think and how to avoid the mistakes that they have made themselves. So if you are currently in CCC, I'm speaking to you right now, here's how you need to use marriage mentors as a member of the CCC community. The first thing is go to phase one of the CCC process and go to the wounds module in the phase one wounds module, you're going to see the videos about marriage mentors. There's a workshop for that. Watch the marriage mentors workshop in the CCC client portal and find your marriage mentors. Complete the exercise, find your marriage mentors, make a list, make those connections, and start there. The next thing I want you to do is go to the Marriage Mentors module, which is a separate course, a separate module, where you can easily locate marriage mentors, where you can listen to captivating testimonial episodes from the CCC community, or you can go to the Guides tab in our Facebook community and just look for the examples of women who have come before you that are now married, that may be mothers now, that are in committed relationships, go find and see those examples. But you wanna listen to testimonial episodes and even if you're not in CCC, you can go to captivatingcourtship.com slash podcast and in the search box, type in captivating testimonials and you'll be able to see a list of podcast episodes where we have brought past clients on to the podcast to talk about their journey to love. Listen to those, get motivated by those, and allow yourself to believe that it's possible for you too, and learn from their stories. Learn from the stories and from the experiences of other women. The next thing that you can do is hashtags winning Wednesday. Every Wednesday in the CCC community, we send out a post where you can share your win. I wanna encourage you to share your wins Post on the Winning Wednesday post, or you can just post in the community whenever you have a win and celebrate yourself. Learning to celebrate yourself in love and dating and courtships is so important because you're training your brain to pay attention to what's working, how what's, how, what's making you happy, what feels good. You're acknowledging your own growth in the process. So you can post more often, hashtag Winning Wednesday, or you can just post in the community whenever you want And share a win. When other women are sharing positive things, comment and engage, especially if you have the too good love loop pattern. If you have the too good love loop pattern, I want to encourage you to check your ego and allow yourself to heart, to like, to comment, to celebrate when other women are thriving in their love lives. I noticed this in the community, the least likely to engage with other women's positive posts, and to celebrate and, incur- and encourage other women when they are winning is a too good pattern. I- I'm sorry, but the too good love loop, this is me calling you out right now. They are the least likely to acknowledge other people's wins and to celebrate. They may heart it, maybe sometimes, but they definitely aren't going to comment and cheer them on. And that's just your ego coming through Maybe there's some jealousy or some envy in that, but hey, if you're feeling jealousy or envy, that's just an indication that it's something that you want. And the way to push through that is to celebrate someone else so that you are saying, this is possible for me too and it's a good thing. And allow yourself to celebrate others. But I wanna encourage you to Share your wins more in the CCC community. Not just on Wednesday, but just share whenever you're having a great moment, post in the community. I want you to also share on Winning Wednesdays. When you do have something to share, post on the Winning Wednesday thread. And then you can also do hashtag Winning Wednesday and just read past Winning Wednesday posts so that you can feel motivated and encouraged whenever you need to by other women's wins. And you can go back through years of Winning Wednesday posts in the CCC community and see proof and testimonials that it's true for you too. The next thing that you can do as far as having support and marriage mentors is submit to the code. The code is our new forum where you can post an anonymous question and submit a question and make sure that when you post, then you get your feedback that you follow up with the next question and the next post and you don't just stop it there. But you can submit an anonymous question to the code and ask for personalized feedback and coaching in written form. This is a new feature that we launched in October in the CCC program, whether you are a community member or if you have coaching access. And this is a game changer. If you need some coaching, if you need some help, if you're not sure, but maybe you don't want to post in the community or maybe you don't have time that week to show up to a live coaching call or maybe because of your time zone or where you're located in the world, you can't show up to live calls. That's okay. Submit a question to the code so you are still supported and getting professional feedback and you're getting coached through whatever decisions you need to make. This is another way to have access to a marriage mentor. And then of course, you want to attend coaching calls so that you can ask questions or you can get coached through watching and observing other women getting coached. You can listen to our private student podcast so that you are listening to the replays of coaching uh, calls so that even if you're on your walks or you're cleaning or you're at work or you're driving, wherever you are, you can go through the library. You can look for episodes that have similar topics that maybe you need some support on, or maybe you just want to listen to replays because you're not able to attend every single call. So you just listen to the replays whenever you can. So you're still getting coached. So you're still doing the work. You're still learning. You're still growing and you're still getting the advice and clarity on how to make high quality relationship decisions. So, any of the tools that I just mentioned, if you're currently in CCC, will help to shift your relationship experiences, provide clarity and guidance for you on how to make high quality, healthy relationship decisions so that you can attract the type of partner and commitment you desire, so you can learn how to solve problems with a potential partner, so you can learn how to better communicate so you can learn how to take action that's going to create the relationship that you want. You don't want to have thoughts and beliefs and take action that's going to sabotage and backfire the relationship that you want. You want to learn how to think, how to feel, and how to take action that's gonna be aligned with the type of relationship and outcome that you want because ultimately you want commitment, you want the relationship to work, you wanna be able to have a healthy relationship with a healthy partner. So if you're showing up in old love loop patterns, if you have negative beliefs, if you're trauma bonding and getting advice from friends who are coming through their lens of their past experiences and their negativity and their fears and their doubt and their control, that's not going to set you up for success. So you don't have to feel uncertain when it comes to courtship. You don't have to rely on emotional perspectives or those who love you so much, but they're coming from a lens of protection and fear and not a lens of love and abundance and experience to help guide you. Either go create these marriage mentors for yourself, go find them, go seek them, or use all the tools that you have access to. NCCC. Start with the marriage mentors video. Start with listening to the testimonial episodes. Post in the community. Share your wins. Celebrate and share other people's wins. Ask other women. Post in community. Ask them, how would you solve this problem? How would you handle this conversation? How would you approach this matter? That is what having access for is for. Use it. Don't invest in coaching or invest in being a part of a community and then shy away from using the community and the tool that's there to help you grow. That is bananas, okay? So you want to be intentional about your growth, about their changes and the path that you're on and surrounding yourself more with that path every single day because that's what's going to help to accelerate your growth and that's what's going to help move you forward you don't have to be uncertain you don't have to be in your feelings about every single thing rely on people who cannot guide you through the process to create what you want even if they're well intended even though they love you even though yes you should be able to talk to your friends about your stuff but you want to be mindful of where you're seeking advice and counsel Get those positive couples in your life. Lean on positive, healthy, single women. Lean on the CCC community. We are here to support you. So if you would like more information on how you can become a part of the community, like I said, we have introduced new tiers of coaching, new tiers of membership of the community to work with different uh, price points, different time schedules. I have Opened up the door this year 2024 to make it so easy for you to be supported if you are serious about healing your patterns, about living your captivating life, about navigating courtship, and about attracting commitment. I have made sure to open up the doors in so many different ways so that you can be thoroughly supported hey, you come through and bring a friend too, okay? So you can DM me or send an email, just DM the word more and we'll have a brief chat. I'll send you over the service guide so you can know about all the different options that you have to captivate courtship in 2024. And you can also go to the link in the show notes, book a 30-minute consultation. It'll be a brief conversation. I'll learn more about you, about your needs, give you some understanding about what options would be best for you to be able to support you with where you are in your love life. And we'll talk about what options are available. It's a total open door. Okay. So go to CaptivatingCourtship.com/coaching to book your consultation. It's a free consultation. Book the consultation. Doesn't hurt to at least have the conversation. Give yourself the gift of clarity. And you can also DM me the word more, like I said on Instagram, or you can send an email and DM the word more. And I'll send you the 2024 service guide that has all the information and details on what services are available, what different levels of membership or coaching or everything that's available to you through CCC, through the Captivating Courtship, Brand in 2024 we have a brief chat and help you to work through any questions that you have so that you can be supported you can have the marriage mentors that you need and most importantly you can attract the love you deserve i hope that you enjoyed this week's episode and I'll talk to you soon if you are a high achieving woman who wants to make more connections have better courtship experiences and commit to the right ready man, I wanna invite you to a free 60-minute consultation with me. On this call, we're gonna get clear on three things, where you are in your love life, where you wanna be in the next 12 months, and what exactly is holding you back. And then we'll discuss the next best steps for you to make this happen quickly. Now, at the end of this consultation, I'm going to give a special invite for you to work with me. This consultation will help you discover which program will give you the most success right now. And because I'm going to tell you what it took me seven years to perfect how to connect, court, and commit to the right ready man, I'm so sure that I can transform your love life that I'll offer you an unusual guarantee. You ready? Simply go to captivatingcourtship.com coaching and apply and book your call. The link is in the show notes.